This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hany Balkis, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Sunday, April 4th. It's an exciting day right here on Future Talk. We got a lot of news for you, but again, we have a weather report. It's very sunny right here in Sharjah. I'm loving the weather. And your skin color definitely reflects that. Yes, Ventanin. <laughs> it's definitely a hot, sunny day. Winter is officially over and we don't have spring, so we just skip right into summer. Hope you're all having a productive beginning and start to your week. Coming up on the show, we're going to be talking about weekends. <laughs> I know, I know, we already are at Sunday. But in, in LinkedIn and the entire staff of LinkedIn, they're actually going to be taking off next week. I know you might be wondering why are we talking about LinkedIn staff taking off next week, but this could just be the beginning of a new trend that many tech companies are following to try and help get their employees to be a little bit more productive. Yes, and we're also talking about our good friend Facebook and how they will allow users to have more control over their news feeds and what they see and what kind of content they are exposed to, which is very important. Yes, indeed. In the world of apps, lots is happening as well because we're going to be talking about Google Maps bringing back the compass on Android. Yes, you heard it right. It is an app, but it's also using a compass. And now all Android users will be able to use this feature as well. Yes, and we're also talking about Apple Siri and how it will stop defaulting to a female voice in the U.S. We're looking at two new voices coming and we're going to be telling you guys on how to change those voices. Yes, indeed. Twitter, though, is coming in today with a very interesting feature that will be coming to the desktop web browser version of Twitter, which is Spaces. How is this going to be changing the social media platform? Lots and Lots is in store on today's show. So keep Pulse 95 locked, and we'll be right back. Pulse 95. Daily Digital News. Bits and bytes connect our world. Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and around the world. I know the weekend just never feels long enough. And as we all try our best to be as productive as we can on the sunny Sunday, I was going to say Saturday, on this sunny Sunday, we're going to be talking about one tech giant that has actually decided to give its staff and employees an extra week off. And that is LinkedIn. I know what many of you are wondering, how is it possible that all the staff in one company are taking off? Well, professional social networking platforms LinkedIn believes that this will actually help its employees come back to work with a lot more energy and excited to get their work done. Yes, now professional social network LinkedIn is giving nearly all of its 16,000 full-time workers next week off as it does seek to avoid burnout and allow its employees to recharge. Now, the Microsoft-owned firm did say that Rest Up Week, which is starting Monday, so is tomorrow, is meant to give employees time for their own well-being. Now, a lot of workers and employees suffer from this, which is being burnt out because of the overworking or because of long hours of work. They just feel Mm. like, ah, and I like to call it zombie or autopilot mode where just someone keeps doing the same thing over and over again. 
because it is based on routine and there's no creativity, there's no passion in doing that job. Absolutely. And the thing is, a lot of people can sometimes uh, go ahead and take, you know, a day or two off, recharge, get their energy back in check. But when you come back after that one or two days off, you're coming back to basically a surplus of internal emails, things that are just required from you, unanswered, pestering uh, comments about things that should have been, you know, gotten done a little bit before you left. And this is exactly why LinkedIn has decided to give all of its employees that week off because there's just something magical about the entire company taking a break at the same time. And the best part about it is that people are not coming back to an avalanche of unanswered internal emails. Now, during that week that LinkedIn will be giving its employees off, uh, people will still be taking care of the company. So a core team of employees will continue to work for that week off, but they'll be able to schedule another time off a little bit later after the entire team returns. Yes, and we're looking at major technology companies who were among the first in the U.S. to adopt working from home just last year because of the COVID-19 pandemic and to, to help slow the spread of the coronavirus. And most have yet to fully even reopen their offices. Uh, Twitter even has extended remote working indefinitely until things uh, per se go back to normal. Now, LinkedIn does not expect employees to begin returning to its offices until September of this year and even plans to make it standard practice to let them work from home for as much as half of the time. Now, we do know that Microsoft in mid-2016 bought LinkedIn for around $26.2 billion, and that's in cash. Now, it was stepping into the world of social networking and adding a new tool for its efforts to boost services for business. So this initiative is coming mostly from Microsoft as yeah. Microsoft does own LinkedIn. So maybe in the coming weeks or months, we might be seeing a week off for Microsoft employees as well. I wouldn't be surprised, actually. And when we look at why LinkedIn decided to give its employees a week off, the reason is because LinkedIn actually surveys its employees pretty often. So they tend to have a survey that goes out every quarter of the year. And recently, they added an open-ended question, mm-hmm. one that we we ask to friends and family every single time we have a conversation. You ask someone, how are you? But giving employees a chance to actually type out truly how they feel gave LinkedIn this little bit of leverage to find out that many of their employees are actually burnt out. They have a lack of self-care. Mm-hmm. They're struggling with family, with feeling lonely or even isolated and that's just been the impact and the side effect of COVID-19 an impact that many people are dealing with so as a result they decided that let's go ahead and give many of those employees a complete week off and see how their emotional responses shift after that week off and that's exactly why they called it the rest up week Yes, now I do believe uh, we should have all a rest up week where everyone takes off for just a week, recharge, relax, and get ready, motivated yeah. for the new week. What would you do if I if you got a rest up week off? <laughs> Sleep. Sleep? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I mean, what, how how else am I going to recharge? <laughs> Read books. Go out with friends, nope. hang out with family. It's time for Hanny. Time for doing nothing <laughs> and not being asked to do things and go out. Just want to relax. Maybe go by the beach, Sharjah Beach, Al Khan Beach. Relax. Uh, if for those who don't know, Al Khan Kite Beach is very interesting mm. and very. I like going there a lot. It's close by my house, around five minute walk or five, even a two minute drive. So uh, it's always good to go there and relax. Drink a couple of uh, 
uh, nice uh, juices. You yeah. know, there's a there's a shop over there. <laughs> so I mean, that's you're getting I, me thirsty. Now. So that's uh, that's what I like to do. That's what I do in most of my free time. Maybe go for a walk, let all those endorphins out. You know. And uh, we want to ask you, like you guys, though, 4215, do it or on Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. If you were given the week off, right, just now, you get a message from your, yeah, from your boss saying, hey, listen, you don't got work for this week. What are you <laughs> going to do? Yes, indeed. Let us know your resting techniques for your rest-up week. If only we could all get a rest-up week every now and then. Coming up on the show, we still have lots and lots in store for all of you. So make sure you keep Pulse95 locked because we're going to be talking all about Facebook, giving us mm. more control over our newsfeed. How's that going to be happening? Keep Pulse95 locked to find out all about it. Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Very big news coming from Facebook as they are allowing users and giving users more control over their news feed and what kind of news content they are exposed to, which is very important because... uh, Facebook is fighting a big fight and not it's not the coronavirus pandemic it is the fight against misinformation mm-hmm. and fighting the information which is given to its users. Yes, indeed. And now as a user of Facebook, you can actually go ahead and control your commenting audience for a given public post. So out of a menu, you can actually go ahead and check out exactly who can see your post, but also who can tag you on posts, who can comment on your different posts. They're also giving people the ability to go ahead and turn off their feeds algorithmic ranking. So what we basically mean is it will give you the option to turn off allowing Facebook to decide which posts should you see first or mm-hmm. which content will be posted on your news feed before others. So this is actually giving us more control over what we want to see and when we want to see it. Uh, what's interesting also about this feature is that they've also recently launched a new tool where you can go ahead and even prioritize posts from your own friends. So not only are you going ahead and prioritizing posts from different pages that you may follow, mm-hmm. but even friends and family. So this is all present in their favorites feature so if you go to your account you'll find in your settings a new favorite feature where you can exactly pick and choose what posts you see on your news feed first yes now by selecting selecting up to 30 friends and pages to include in your favorites their posts will appear higher in ranked news feeds and can all can also be viewed as a separate filter now people who use favorites do frequently can access it from the feed filter bar mm-hmm. which is a new menu at the top of the news feed now before on facebook and instagram it feed or posts would come chronologically so if yeah. a post was two minutes ago it would be posted if a post was four hours ago it would be at the very bottom but facebook changed all of that on instagram and facebook they did kind of uh, which post is getting the most interaction they started mm-hmm. uh, involving an algorithm with it which a lot of people actually don't like we want to see our posts based on how frequent and how earlier they are. Now, people actually, or Android app users, can access the feed filter bar when they scroll up on the news feed, and that same functionality will be available in the iOS app, obviously in the coming weeks. Facebook, for some reason, likes to favor Android <laughs> when it does come to their updates. Yes, indeed. But by going ahead and also adjusting who can comment on your posts, so your commenting audience, Facebook is allowing users to control how they want the conversation to go on public posts and also limit any unwanted interactions. So if you can sense any bullying coming from certain individuals, you can actually ban them from commenting mm-hmm. on your posts, 
which is something that we've seen with YouTube earlier. So YouTube has actually given a lot of influencers, not even given the option. They forced mm-hmm. many mm-hmm. content creators to disable their comment section so that they can help and fight the cyberbullying that's been taking place. Now, Facebook is also going to be introducing a, a new feature coming up, which is the why am I seeing this feature? I've actually seen it earlier this mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. Uh, on a lot of posts. So you can actually go ahead and remove certain content from your feed if you don't like seeing it. So once it asks you, why am I seeing this? And you might say, oh, it's inappropriate or it's not something that I want to be seeing. You can actually disable uh, such content. We talked about Instagram launching a similar feature earlier this year, which was the restrict feature that allows you to pick and choose who can comment on your Insta posts as well. So it's great efforts coming from Mark Zuckerberg, I would say. Yeah, if you want to block someone without actually blocking them, you just have to restrict and they can't see what you're posting or what you're doing, even if it comes to stories, posts, comments as well. So uh, again, we're seeing a lot more control when it does come to people's social media accounts, as a lot of people did complain that they don't really have much control of what content they see and who can see their own content. Let us know your guys' thoughts, though. 4215, or on Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. What do you think about such update? Is it needed or is it well long overdue? Our text lines are open. Yes, indeed. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we are going to be leading the way with Google Maps as we talk about it, bringing back the compass feature on Android. You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? You know, (laughs) back in the day, back, back in the old days, compasses used to be one of the best things a person could ever own. They were basically a lifelong gadget. You would need it to be able to Mm -hmm. move around in your life. And nowadays, the only time I think of looking at a compass is when I want to find where the Qibla is. Yeah, I mean, uh, back in the day, you know, we're talking about 500, 1,000 years ago. Yeah. Maybe, I don't even know when Compass did come to existence, but uh, they used to look at the stars. Yeah. You know, between north, east, south, and west. Mm-hmm. But now, thankfully, we have our gadgets, which is a compass, and we have our maps, which is Google Maps. Yes. But now, there, Google has actually announced that it's bringing back the Compass widget within Maps, but this is only so far going to be happening on Android devices. Now, this is a feature that Android users used to have but lost over time. So Google is bringing it back due to overwhelming support for this feature. They're very excited to announce that. Now, Android users can go ahead and be able to access it on their devices. What makes the Compass uh, feature very interesting is when you typically would use Google Maps on Android Mm -hmm. to get to a certain destination, the Compass will now be featured as one of the widgets on the right side of the screen. So as you rotate, the red arrow will actually indicate which direction is north. Now, this feature is available for all Android users globally who have gone ahead and updated their Maps app into the version 10.62 globally. For Google Maps users on the iOS, the compass was not removed and people can still go ahead and access it. So that's why I personally don't feel a change with the app, but Android users, let us know. You know, I usually used to get lost when it came to north. Actually, not north. I know north is in front of me, south is behind me. But east and west. East and west. So what I used to do or now... Now what I have is west is left, right mm. is east. Yes. So that's how I would now differentiate it. So if someone says, look to your west, I'll look to my left. <laughs> someone says, look to your east, yeah. I look to east. So northeast means 
a little bit straight and right a little bit. And that's what I use, especially when I'm gaming. You know, I play a lot of games that uh, are open world. Mm. So, for example, one of my favorite games, shout out to Sea of Thieves, mm. right? I play that game and uh, you're obviously you're a pilot, a pirate, not a pilot, a pirate. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. when you said well, pilot. I, I was like, oh, I am fitting. most of the time captain of the ship. So I always have a compass in my hand yeah. while I'm steering the ship. And again, this just goes to show how games are so good at teaching you kind of uh, kind of uh, mechanical skills when mm. you're looking at these compasses. But I mean, it's very interesting for Android to bring back a, a compass on their Google Maps or Maps feature. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. I wonder maybe it's been asked. Maybe they want to give uh, users not to uh, fully rely on Maps mm. and uh, the navigation. Maybe they want them to use their brain a little bit. But this, I yeah. feel like it's also easier when people are focusing on the road and they just glance on the phone every now and then and they would see exactly where they headed next. I think the reason why you and I like and other Apple users don't think much of it is because it's already there. Yeah. You already see that red compass on mm-hmm. the side, the arrows always moving, showing you what's north. Mm-hmm. So we're just accustomed to it but yeah. for an android user it's a nice comeback for this that's why apple's uh, superior ios <laughs> is superior but uh, ladies and gentlemen uh, let us know your guys thoughts 4215 or on instagram at pulse 95 radio do you use google maps or do you use apple maps that's number mm. one and number or, two yeah there, what was it the other one ways yes yeah Ways uh, to use that, and there's also even uh, an app for the UAE, which is RTA app mm. that a lot of people use uh, for for for, uh, for, for driving in UAE. Yes, oh, I never knew that one. Yeah, a lot of people used to use it because uh, back in the day, Google Maps you couldn't download offline maps, and RTA you oh. could download offline maps, and uh, it's very important because. I, I do believe not a lot of people still have data on their phones. Mm. Uh, some people just don't need all that data, so yeah. the, they, they want an offline feature. And Arte did provide that, but now Google Maps provides that. But again, let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, or Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're not done with gadgets or phones yet. We're going to be talking about Apple Siri. Yes, indeed. And how they are launching two brand new voices. So you can have a little bit of a choice dilemma whenever you want to pick who to speak to on your phone. Pulse 95. How do you tech? How, how, how do you tech? I apologize in advance for waking up all of your series, but today's discussion is all about Siri because let's let's be honest here. We talk to her almost every single day. How often do you talk to your Siri, honey? Not a lot. Not a lot. Yeah, I have it <laughs> Am turned I the off. Only want what? Yeah, because sometimes it goes off randomly, so uh, I don't need that type of toxicity in my life. Toxicity. Yeah. <laughs> Big words for a poor, innocent virtual assistant. Yeah. I'd be like talking, be like, hey, were you talking to me? I'm like, no, Siri, I was not <laughs> talking to you because uh, I don't know. Sometimes it it, it it gets triggered and I don't True. I don't like it. So you set your own alarms. Yeah. Am I very lazy or what? <laughs> I mean, I have quick a quick uh, button just to set my alarm, <laughs> so uh, it's fine by me. Texas in at four two one five. Do it this a lot. How often do you use your Siri every single day? It could be once, you know, right before you go to bed, or it could be multiple times during the day. But if you have the female version of Siri, the female voice on your phone, soon enough you'll be able to go ahead and exchange that voice for two more voices. So more variety and more uh, let's say gender yeah. equality is coming to our virtual assistance world yes apple will add two new english language voices to its siri voice assistant in the upcoming version of its iphone software 
Now, users will be able to choose from four voices for Siri, which will no longer have a default to a female voice in the United States. Now, the change is currently available in a beta version of the iOS 14.5 that was just released last Wednesday. Now, Apple did previously say in the update that it will be released for everyone sometime in early spring. Now, we do know that digital assistants with default female voices have been scrutinized by researchers in recent years, which critics say the choices do reflect a male-dominated mm. artificial intelligence industry and do kind of even reinforce stereotypes. Yes, indeed. Now, we do know that the reason or one of the reasons why we have a female voice behind Siri is because females are known to be a little bit more empathetic. They can give you that little bit of a softer voice. And we actually had a conversation with the main voice, leading voice behind Siri, which is Susan Bennett. You can actually catch that conversation on our YouTube channel, Pulse95 Radio, as well as on our Apple Podcast mm -hmm. and SoundCloud under the name Future Talk 95. But after having this conversation with her, the entire concept of using virtual assistants completely shifted for me because knowing that there is a human behind that voice just makes it a little bit more real. You don't get to be as frustrated as you would be when Siri does not listen to yeah. you or do what you say. Now, having more options, I think this will help give you freedom when it comes to choice, you know? Especially, why? Mm -hmm. you know, I, I get why they would have a female. It's softer, but men can also be empathetic yeah i mean uh i i do believe it just goes to uh the preference of the listener or the yeah. peers the person uh speaking with siri and we do know that even apple did offer male voices as the default in some regions as yes. well australian and british accents but we do know it does have a default to a woman's voice in the u.s mm. since since its release all the way back in 2011 we even do know that Amazon's Alexa and Google Assistant do both currently have default feminine voices for English speakers, but they also do offer a range of alternative voice options. Yes, indeed. Now, I know a lot of you are wondering, how can you go ahead and do that change, especially if you have the female version of uh, Siri on your phone? First off, you have to be a beta, a beta tester or a beta yeah. user of uh, the latest iOS update. Since as of right now, this feature is only available on iOS 14.5, that is still in its beta version but when you go ahead and update you can simply go to the settings application then look up siri and search tap on siri's voice mm -hmm. and then there you'll be able to see a list of options so you'll see different varieties american australian british indian irish and south african these have already been present for a very long time the new option though is four different voices so voice one is a soft-spoken male sounding voice voice two is an energetic but confident female sounding voice voice three is similar to voice two so it's an energetic and confident male sounding voice and finally voice four is similar to the default series voice that has been around for all these years if you want to go ahead and find out exactly what they would sound like you can check them out on apple's website uh, they're all available and mm -hmm. you'll simply have to say hi i'm C or hi siri or Hello Siri, and she'll be activated in the voice that you pick. Yeah, and when you tap on those voices, there will be played a snippet of it saying, Hi, I'm Siri, which you will then choose the voice you'd like to use. If you choose voices one, two, three, it will have to download them before you can use them, but you don't have to stay in the settings app while it does so. And then again, once it's finished downloading, Siri will respond with your chosen voice. 
Now, this process is unlikely to change in the final version, but if it does, obviously, right here on Future Talk, we will be sure to update you on that. Let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do it or on Instagram, at Pulse95Radio. Would you like to change Siri's voice? Are you not happy with the voice right now, or are you happy with her? Yes, indeed. Coming up on the show, we're going to be talking all about Twitter, unsurprisingly confirming the availability of their Spaces feature on their desktop web browser. Keep Pulse 95 locked. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? What's worth a click and download now? You probably already have the app on the phone, which is Twitter. But now Twitter has confirmed that Spaces, which is the new type of clubhouse uh, (laughs) feature on Twitter, is coming to desktop web browsers. And they're already on Android and iOS, just like we know. Yes, indeed. Now, this is actually the logical next place for Spaces to show up because a lot of people have been enjoying the feature, especially because Clubhouse is actually now not available right here in the UAE. Now, Twitter launching it on desktop means that more people will be using it, especially if they want that a little bit of a clear image if they want to attach, let's say, an external webcam on their computer as well. Twitter has not been keeping it, you know, entirely a secret, but it did launch it without necessarily a bank. So a lot of people have seen it pop up in their web version or the web browser version of the Twitter, and they've seen an intro screen that looked just like it would like it would look like on their phone. Now, given that Spaces is only available on mobile for many people as of right now, it will be launching pretty soon on the desktop i'm excited to see how people make the most out of it i mean i do believe they'll probably use it the same that they used uh, clubhouse yeah uh so far uh, maybe right here in the region clubhouse uh died out per mm. se and maybe they'll be jumping on twitter spaces now uh, i use twitter a lot intensively and uh, i already see a lot of people using spaces but uh again having it on desktop is making it more of a professional type of feel And Twitter itself hasn't been entirely secret about developing the feature either. Mm. Now, a Twitter Spaces developer actually did post some designs of how a Spaces intro screen might look on the web just last Friday. Now, do given that Spaces is only available on mobile right now, bringing it to the web would be a significant expansion. And that broader reach could actually help Twitter in its race to compete with Clubhouse, which is still only on iOS, although an Android version is already on its way. But it also would bring Twitter in a closer kind of parry with Discord, which just yesterday launched its social audio rooms feature, which is called Stage Channels. But Unfortunately, Discord is not available in the UAE as well. Yes, indeed. Now, for those of you who don't know what Spaces is all about, it's basically like a very easy way to have live audio conversations on Twitter. They've been testing it for quite some time and people have been using it and really enjoying it. And it works in a very similar way to what Clubhouse would do. Only difference is it is not It's now available right here in the UAE and not blocked like Clubhouse is. Anyone can join Spaces. Anyone can listen and speak in a space on Twitter for iOS. Android users are currently only able to join and speak in a space, but they can't necessarily create one, even though I have seen a lot of Android users so so far be able to do one. They are testing the ability for a small group of those who use Twitter for Android to be able to create a space, and it will be available pretty soon. All Spaces are public, just like tweets. So Mm -hmm. that means they can be 
accessed by anyone and everyone. And they are automatically appearing at the top of your timeline where you would typically see a fleet. Now, every space has a link that can be shared publicly by the person who created that link. Mm -hmm. But you can even invite people specifically to join a space by sending that invite through a DM or even tweeting that link on your home timeline. So you can go ahead and invite, let's say, your followers or a specific person that you want to go ahead and join that conversation. Yeah, well, I'm not really excited for spaces. (laughs) Uh, I don't like it. I'll be 100% honest. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I uh, It's kind of... Even uh, though you enjoyed Clubhouse. I enjoyed Clubhouse because mm-hmm. Clubhouse, it was better because the Twitter community wasn't on it. <laughs> now, Twitter is a very toxic community. That's number one. Number two, uh, with Twitter's, with uh, Clubhouse, you yeah. can discover more rooms. They mm-hmm. do have that discover feature. True. Uh, there's a lot of just a lot of other things where you can find. Uh, with Twitter, it's going to just be catered to people you follow so far. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you on Clubhouse. Like on Clubhouse, can you block people? Can yes. you report others? Yes. Oh, okay. And uh, and even if they enter the room, you can't hear them, mm. and you can't, and they don't hear you. So uh, okay, I that like is that. good. Yeah, and they won't see that you're in a room. Mm. Clubhouse for me is number one, although yeah. it's not available right now in the UAE. Mm. Hopefully soon they will kind of work a deal with with uh, with whatever yeah. and yeah. Uh, get it back online because Clubhouse was very fun, very interesting. And again, I just, uh, Twitter, I mean, I had this debate before with a friend of mine, uh, yeah. shout out to Salem. Uh, we were talking about how spaces uh, doesn't give you that type of uh, freedom when mm. talking, you know. Uh, again, a lot of people are very articulate in text and literature, but they're not very <laughs> articulate when it does come to talking. Right, so when they'll be talking, it's yeah. yeah any, uh, some people ju- are just not that uh, that good with public speaking. Yeah. So uh, a lot of the people on Clubhouse are very good public speakers, mm. right? And uh, I just feel like it's two different platforms. Uh, t- spaces might just be catered for the youth. I agree with you, and I just want to hear everyone else's thought. Our text lines are open four two one five door at salt or sign into RDMs at Pulse ninety five Radio. What do you think of Spaces? Do you think it is a close mock up of what Clubhouse offers to many users? And would you go ahead and use it? Would you use it as often as you used Clubhouse? Our text lines are open, but this does mark the end of our conversation right here on Future Talk. It's been such a lovely Sunday to spend with all mm-hmm. of you. We want to wish you a blessed afternoon. We hope that it is as productive as it can be. Sundays can definitely be hard to get back into the swing of things. But yeah. coming up on Pulse95 is the half the halftime. Tomorrow is the halftime show. <laughs> afternoon Karak, the dream team. We got to give them credit. Afternoon Kadak, the dream team, Aishul Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah will be joining you, giving you all that is happening in the world of pop culture. Where yeah. can they catch us again? You guys, same time, same place, only here on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.